This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. Welcome to Energy Extra Time for your weekly dose of engaged, unfiltered and analytical football debate from Scotland and the wider world of the beautiful game. I'm Sean McGill, what a day and what a week of football it's been. Joining me to unpack it all and probably take the piss out of it because it's been a bit mental is my usual co-host Cameron Monstall. Hello. The co-editor of Energy Sport, Jack Donnelly. Good morning. And our resident weatherman, Mr. Struan Garvey. Hello. How are we, gentlemen? Amazing. Just <laughs> done in. I don't like football after this week. It's it's finished me off. I love to hear that. Especially from you. If there's one person who I could say football's crushed your spirit, it would be you, Jack. It makes me all warm and gooey inside. You'll see the end of me tomorrow when we lose 5 0 at home to Queen the South. Like that, that'll be oh. done. Mwah, and more to pick up points against Halloween. Gorgeous. Uh, we should say this is a Friday, it's the wrong day for us, but just commitments and other stuff, we did a wee switch around. So the Fantasy Ramble was yesterday, I'm reliably informed, um, and uh, extra time is today. So what better way to start the weekend than for us to take the piss out of football? And what we're going to do this week is, because it's been such a, a mental week, we are going to stick with Big Shout, but we reckon that we'll spend a little bit more time uh, dissecting, if you want to call it that on this podcast, um, these big issues, these big stories, because a lot's happened, and there's a lot to talk about, and I guess I'm going to start with Jack Donnelly, because I think he's going to talk about the story that's got us all riled up this week. Well, I mean, it's not so much of a Big Shout, it's just going to be four, It's going to be two, three words, three words, we'll settle on three words. Super League bad. Yeah. There we go. Big, that's my big shout over. I mean, but Super League <laughs> don't really have to give a fuck about it anymore because it seems no, to have it's, it's, died it's a mud. quick it, death. It's completely in the mud. It's been buried. It, it was what? Wait, wait, Tuesday night? Wednesday night? When there was a big protest outside Stamford Bridge and then the news started circulating that Chelsea were putting the proposals in place to... It re- removed themselves from the conversation. Man City followed them shortly afterwards, and then it kind of cascaded from there. It, a series of statements kind of came out all within minutes of each other from the rest of the big six English clubs, and it was it was just really funny to see kind of corporate greed get uppercutted. That's not a, that's not a verb, but you know what? It, you get, you get <laughs> I fucking should be <laughs> uppercutted. <laughs> it might be. It just sounds a bit clunky. Yeah, but. This is, of course, uh, the European Super League, which saw 12 of the world's richest clubs, because I'm not saying biggest, because exactly. Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 12 of the world's <laughs> richest clubs uh, all decided to band together and go, yeah, let, let's just do our own thing. Let, let's just put more money in our pocket, and then we'll distribute it over the course of 23 years. No, they weren't. Like, that was just going to get yep. spoon-fed back into their mouths. Uh, understandably, and rightly so, no one was happy with this. I'm genuinely, I don't think I saw one tweet or one positive reinforcement to towards this idea. Yep. And after one of the best bits of television I've seen all year when Gary Neville uh, went on Monday Night Football and just spoke absolute truths, uh, the big guys bottled it and just sacked it off. Florentino Perez is still <laughs> spewing shite, let's just be completely honest. But it's in the mud, and and I couldn't be happier about it. That was a smashing explanation, Jack. Well done. I'm really proud of you. Thanks, Um, Cameron. I feel like you're one of the people who's always been really outspoken about your proposal of a European Super League. It's not really. I mean, obviously, I thought it was a bad idea, but I've not really thought about it too much. So when this sort of came into fruition on Sunday night, you must have been. Your heart must have been going pitter patter, pitter patter. Yeah, it was also just like you didn't expect them to actually go ahead with it. Just mm. like I think it was Simon Hughes called the Glazers and Henry uh, like cowboys, and that's how it seemed like they were just totally like 
outlaws just going against what everyone else wanted. It really seemed just ridiculous. It seemed like it was just a bargaining chip, just for better reforms in the Champions League, which has been going on. That happens every time Champions League reforms come around. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later as well. But yeah, it was just absolutely ridiculous. These 12 teams think, just because of their revenues, that they're so much better than everyone else and that they don't need competition. When, let's be honest, where Rational on the table just now, but fucking 11th, Tottenham, embarrassing, just sat their manager. One of the worst Premier League teams for football I've ever seen. Um, Juventus struggling to make the Champions League. Um, Atletico bought on a title race. Barca and Real skint. Liverpool, one of the worst capitulations in a title defence ever. Um, Man United or Man United. Chelsea, I don't know. I don't know. They, they might not get Champions League as well. Might not get Champions I League. Champions League yeah. Man City. Behind Leicester and West, David Moyes' West Ham. Aye, exactly. <laughs> how, how are these teams super AC, in AC any Milan way? not been in the Champions League since 2014. Exactly. Inter Milan's last trophy came in 2011. Yeah. As I put on the, as I put on the, um, I put that on Twitter, Inter Milan, they've been in the Champions League only three times in the last nine years and never made it out of the group stage once. And they were a super league team. What the fuck? How is that? They didn't even come third this year, did they? They came fourth, fourth. exactly. Out of Europe. Gone out by Christmas. That is absolutely embarrassing. But, Cam, remember, they've got money. Oh, they've got money and they've got a shiny new uh, reef. Oh, it doesn't hate them. Actually, Interland stable Man United about 50 million for Lukaku. They're they're kind of struggling with money at the moment, which is... That's all the thing. All of these clubs are going to sign Basically, all of these clubs are struggling for money. Most of them. Not every single team, but most of them. You look at the debt and, and the excess that Barcelona and Real Madrid and that are in, even AC Milan and Milan, all of them are in serious financial trouble. And this is obviously... Which has been accelerated by the, by the pandemic. Yeah, but so but so, is, so has the accounts of every other football team. They didn't run off and make yeah. their own bloody leaks. Like, they just dealt with it. Teams are probably are going to die because of this. And they're just running off, just running away, leaving their, their domestic leaks and the lower leaks to absolutely crumble beneath them. Like... Fuck them. That's a that's a question I had about it. Sorry to jump in, but do you reckon this was these talks and these plans were accelerated because of the pandemic? I think they, they, they would have come around. No, anyway. they admitted that in the joint statement. I'm sure the very first statement that was put out, you know, like the one that was just copy and pasted by the twelve teams in the leagues. I think they admitted that the pandemic kind of rushed this uh, decision, and that's why it came so out of the blue. It wasn't like it was like. They're going to start in a month. They just basically decided right now we're going ahead with it. And it and, seemed uh, a finalised decision when it did come out. It wasn't as if it was just plans for the proposal. Or yeah, that's it. It came out and said, we are a founding team. Yeah. This is what is happening. This is going ahead. Yeah. Funny. It was all quite Hunger Games, I thought. Like, they're just going to play each other all the time. Like, founding clubs that like, capitalised if it, as if it was as like well. a... Mm-hmm. It's just like weird. I just... Uh, and, nah. I mean... I'm in the lucky position of not having uh, any of these super clubs or not uh, having any affiliation to them, so I just kind of watch, like, laughing, but also I'm scared about the future of football. I, th- I was really, really against it, but I think a lot of people in Scottish football were just like, that's a little bit embarrassing from you lot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you all have clubs that you like or support in that um, who signed up for the Super League, and although all of them, the English clubs, have been very... Apologetic. Well, some of them have been apologetic. Um, I, I'd still imagine this has tarnished your sort of affiliation with these clubs somewhat. So maybe Strange, you're the best place to explain that, considering that the Glazers aren't very popular. Ed Woodward, Woodward has resigned. It's probably been the most dramatic for Man United, but now that it's over, you're feeling just straight back to normal. No, I think I think for every single owner in the Premier League and the other teams to be honest that are involved in this that yes although they have pulled out they went in to begin with you know I, I don't think that can be overlooked just how serious a move this is and clearly didn't have the respect for the fans at the time you know in the, in the Man United case I think there's been about three stories that have come out as to why Woodward has resigned from he didn't agree with the idea he was going to leave anyway and he just announced it now and basically the, the backlash that everything had happened and I think it's absolutely massive from a Man United point of view. The Glazers are, I think, probably the most hated owners amongst the Premier League. I'm not sure there is a club who majorly dislike their owners as much as Man United. There's multiple protests now that are being organised for both this weekend and the one after. The fans were at Carrington yesterday morning as of recording this to, you know, protest. I ended up speaking to the staff and stuff like that, so... I think it is massive. I think Woodward leaving for Man United is actually a positive, as as terrible as this European Super League has been. I think there is a massive positive coming out of that. 
And again, I think if there is ever a time that the Glazers do want to sell United, it could be now based on how poorly the Super League win. You know, that's what that's what they've always wanted with the club. The share prices of Man United actually, I think, had risen by nine percent the the night of the Super League getting announced, mm-hmm. and then two days later when they were pulled out, Man United share. Uh, I think it decreased by about six percent following that. So it was, you know, that's just what the Glazers like about the club is the commercial revenue and. Yeah, just the whole fallout from the Super League and the backlash. I think if there ever was a time that they may consider leaving, it could be now. Which, again, maybe you know, this Super League may be one of the best things that has happened to Man United. Which sounds ridiculous. That does sound ridiculous, but I do get where you're coming from. Uh, what about you guys, uh, Jack and Cameron? Because, I mean, we kind of spoke about it. That as much as you're disgusted by your clubs and what they've done, you can't just turn off that sort no. of affection that you have for, for clubs it's not, it's not the club for me it's the, it's the owners and the board yeah. and, e- and even from my perspective a lot of reports are saying Abramovich was not really convinced that he wasn't all too interested he had a lot of apprehension in even signing up and being a part of it and I think it was the American chairman Bruce Buck that funnily enough it was another American that went and kind of pushed pushed him into it so I'm really really kind of sceptical towards the whole board rather than Abramovich which a lot of people would just kind of have him on the face of it as the owner of the club but it's I, I, you do kind of need to separate in my eyes the, the club from the from the owners because these are clubs that have got well some more than most I'll admit that as kind of in the Chelsea camp thing, some history in these leagues and history in this country as football and institutions and it's these new age owners with all the money that are just coming in and trying to rip it up and Turn the turn what was a football club into nothing more than a business and a product that can be sold and repurposed. It's it, it was anger, it was anger and disappointment. Kind of when I saw kind of Chelsea's name associated, and obviously I knew it would happen if there were talks. I kind of had that feeling that there was always going to be involvement from Chelsea, but it didn't really make it any different to see it, even though I knew it was happening. It was still disappointing, and I was upset because it's a club that I've really kind of been following for well over a decade at this point. So I mean, it it didn't just it was just awful for me to see it, but it didn't. I wasn't sympathetic at all. I don't think I was just angry with the fact that they would even think to get involved with it, no matter how apprehensive Abramovich was. He still went and did it. So that's the bottom line the fact was he got involved and he went and committed and I, and he was the first to put plans in motion to leave I don't really know how much credit that deserves because they did the right thing for that situation but the right thing and the, the overall right thing would have been not to get involved in the first place yeah for me the whole or at least be pulled out thing I mean it is better than carrying on I'm not going to say when people make decisions everyone should just double down there isn't enough sort of concession of of doing the wrong thing in public discourse generally, I think, but the fact that they still sign, signed up for this stuff should be a lesson. I think that it's really important that fans stay angry. I think, yeah, because football's been been pushed out the grasp of fans for years and years and years. I mean, I'm not surprised that these owners have done something like this. I mean, like Roman Abramovich isn't currently allowed into the UK. Like no. Sheikh Mansour supports a horrendous regime. Well, is from a horrendous regime with a terrible record on human rights. Like, I mean, I know PSG didn't set up for the Super League, but the same can be said for them. Like, these clubs aren't <laughs> these club owners. Sorry, aren't good people. They are going to no. always going to try <laughs> and line their the pockets. Four Champions League semi finalists. Oh, exactly. Like they're not. <laughs> and, the and Real Madrid Perez's club. That's so much better, is it? Who's absolutely who's mental. Who's the worst of them all, probably, alongside Agnelli. So. He, he's the ringleader, isn't he? Yes. And he's I... still saying, what, for, there were only 40 fans outside Stamford Bridge, and I could tell you who put them there. Mental. And what was well, it as people if there in our age hundreds trying to battle past check. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. 1624s, yeah, clearly we don't care about football, do we? And, and the matches are too long, if you ask me. Football. We, need, we need a halftime show. Perez needs someone to tell him to go home. Like his night is done. Like he's taken it way too far. He's just in 
if every person's ear trying to get them to go home with him, he just needs to like he's a big drink of water and he needs to go home. He can eat on his chicken selects on the way home, I don't care. But he needs <laughs> it's put not to even bed. somebody to tell him to go home, it's somebody needs to throw him in a taxi. <laughs> he needs lifted up, put in a taxi, chucked in the shower when he gets home <laughs> chucked and in his bed. A big word in the morning. A big word in the morning. Uh, some paracetamol next to his bed already there, ready for him. But he's done. He's, he's over. He'll have. I don't even know. He's not shameful enough to have a hangover. He'll just probably get back up and try and do it all again because he's just. I mean, he's a. T- he, he, uh, the president of Real Madrid is meant to be democratically elected, and I think he decided to hold an election like a yeah. month before, which gave absolutely nobody any chance yeah. Yeah. of having time to... For- and I mean, because he knew that if he hosted it now, they wouldn't... Like, if they, if they brought up the Super League, he probably wouldn't win. No, I mean? Like, yeah. if they'd done it now with this, yeah. the main topic of conversation, he would have lost. So, he's just an evil little man, isn't he? He's a dictator, is what he nah, is. Nah, he's, he's evil. Um, what's wrong with football? And it, that's what makes it... Yeah, I mean, we'll, that's what I think needs to come out of this. If we can learn anything, that I mean, we've been sort of championing, championing uh, Karolanka and the way he's been discussing this because I've literally got his tweet up because I was going to quote yeah. him. We'll go <laughs> for it. Got it there. I it's it's when you said this is what like the the fans rallied and they got against it. This was everyone's decision. I mean, you've seen it. He's he made the point, Carl, that a couple of times this season already we saw. The, the pay-per-view, the stuff with the with the Premier League, that got battered back because of fan reaction. Fan reaction to this meant that it was dead and buried within 48 hours of the announcement. And it was his tweet that said, kick-off times, ticket prices, funding for the women's game, lasting anti-racism initiatives, proper wealth distribution, reforms on tribunals and the poaching of academy players, free-to-watch games, so much more. Keep going. Make the game you want. And, and I we've think that learned that we can. So so tall just yeah. now, and we can. That's exactly it. And I think now we can't let up. This isn't just. Well, we've done we've done something good. The Super League's not going to happen. This is good. We need to keep pushing back because I mean, <laughs> in the midst of all this, I'm sure we're going to get onto it. The Champions League got reformed, stupidly, like, and it's not good in the slightest. Push back on that now. Just don't keep. Just keep fighting for what is essentially the people's game mm. and what has been the people's game since its inception. Yeah, I think before we get into Champions League reforms, I just want to say that I think that it, this whole <laughs> fiasco has been another lesson into the the public perception of footballers is an extremely harsh one uh, because the way those elite players who know that they could have got more money out of this, they could have been uh, lining their pockets even more. They could have been like, who cares to them really if it's competitive or not they're they're making money they're living a good life but they stood up because one they cared about the integrity of the sport and two they cared about the fans thoughts and I think that I mean we've seen over this year Marcus Rashford etc that football players often get this harsh rap but right now I don't there's been a, a, a as a collective group of footballers who care more about the world or or feel comfortable enough to stand up and do that uh, like even just a small like Kevin De Bruyne sorting out his contract by himself without an agent like f- footballers are well rounded people as well who care about their society and care about the communities around their clubs which I don't think has always been the case so I think they deserve a massive amount of credit for that on Champions League reforms I'm not massively against the system it's I think Cameron. I think the most sort of worrying thing, or the most concerning thing, would be these coefficient places. Yeah, the the two places are teams that have had a historical like good run in the Champions League, so like fifth, sixth, seventh in the Premier League or whatever might still get in, uh, which is utterly ridiculous. Uh, I think you're right. I think there is also major worries about like more games. Also, okay, Gundogan's came into that um, himself and admitted that it's not good. But yeah, this is definitely the this is definitely the worst part of it. You can't have teams that don't even qualify getting in. It's just utterly ridiculous. It's just a way for them to keep making more money. Uh, they're getting into something that they don't belong. If you finish fifth or sixth in the Premier League, you're in the Europa League. It's as simple as that. All they're doing is demeaning the other two competitions they have on their roster, in my opinion. And um, It's just so unfair. Those places should go to other other league champions. You know, it's the Champions League, and yet there's only about five champions from domestic leagues that actually get straight into the competition now. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
teams like Celtic and Rangers have to go for about three qualifiers, four qualifiers, and I don't know Arsenal, who finished tenth in the Premier League, could still get in. That's terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think before we wrap up on this one, I don't know if you guys have seen the the things that lasted longer than the ESL Twitter page. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah, that's a fantastic page. Britney Spears and Jason Alexander's marriage, 55 hours. Great. <laughs> the amount of time it took Graham Souness to notice Ali Dia wasn't actually a footballer, 14 days. Jenna <laughs> <laughs> Collins in the jungle was three days, I believe. That time KFC ran out of chicken, three days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the That's best one. one. I like that one. Let's end on that one, because that 100%. was a dis- distressing time for us all. But I think that. People listen to this podcast, or all of us at Energy Sport, we like to talk up Scottish football. So I think if you're disgusted by what's happened over the last few days by elite level football, the message should be support Scottish football, support your local clubs, go along, see a game, even if it's just every so often, and you might end up falling in love with that just as much as you have these big players that you watch on the telly, because there's something, it's a completely different experience, and it's something that will bring you closer to the communities and that social aspect that we spoke about which is really the heart of football and what football is all about who cares about kicking a ball about it's about having a laugh it's about the emotion actually Sean that was a really nice point not to end on but actually I should say as well like I don't really care about English football too much anymore I care more for it just for like fantasy and just for purely keeping up to date but I'm not too worried about Liverpool anymore it's so sanitised I just don't care like I want I'm purely focused on hearts now because I just don't see any point in supporting a team. It's not even like I think Jack made that brilliant point before, sorry about um about it's being the owners and not the clubs. But at the end of the day, it's still in the same league and they're all the same, and it's just so so boring at times. So yeah, I just want to get my two cents in there. Um, and the good thing about Scottish football is there's absolutely none of this sort of corruption or fiascos or any sort of big talking points to do with club administration. And I think that's just perfect to move on to Cameron's big shout. Yeah, uh, so also there's no corruption. No one ever no. does things for their own self-benefit in Scottish football. No. So let's, let's talk about Brecon City. Um, their <laughs> owner, who I'm not going to say his name, um, he basically is trying to keep his team up for another year despite them being absolutely terrible. One of the worst Again. teams to ever play in the Scottish League. He's now saying that it's unfair that uh, the Lowland League and the Highland League champions, Brora and Kelty, shouldn't get to play a playoff against his team because they called the league after three games and what was the Lowland League at about 17 maybe games? Uh, I know it's been 12-13. 12-13. Um, forgetting that last year they almost played, played over half the season and they didn't get a chance to come up then either. Um, it's basically just him trying to save face, save his club. Um, both, both. I think the I think the major thing in favour of the Lowland and Highland League is that East Stirlingshire and Berwick both brilliantly came out with tweets, really good tweets, saying how shocking it was that they were trying to do this. Even though they themselves had been relegated from the league to themselves through this playoff system, they took it with as much dignity as they could and are now trying to fight their way back. They've realised that the Lone League is not an easy league. Both teams have really struggled, including Berwick, uh, sitting about 11th in this season, I believe. Um, but they've took their medicine and now they want Brecon to do the same because it's quite frankly embarrassing that they're trying to stop teams that would offer so much more to the leagues than them. Teams who actually want to be competitive like Cove Rangers who have been promoted, Edinburgh City who should have been promoted a long time ago before now. Um, teams that would actually offer something to the SPFL um, League 2, League 1 Championship and uh, they're being held out by teams like Brecon City who do not care. They just want to be... They, it's pure FOMO. They don't want to miss out. But if they actually just started playing some proper football, started investing, then maybe maybe teams wouldn't be so angry that they're trying to keep other teams out. I love that, because it's, it's hard to argue. I mean, a breaking record since 2017-18, and I know that's going through the division, so you can say it's not like a reflect, it's not the same teams, it's not the same division, but I don't, don't care. Uh, they have won 16 games, drawn 24, and lost 101 that's competitive fixtures. Yeah, that's shocking. That is shocking. And I would... Personally, I think Brecon would have a little bit more of an argument if these two clubs in Broda and Kelty Hearts were first-time league winners 
after three games in Broner's case or 12 like if it's only, but they both won the league last year yeah, exactly. <laughs> so over the two over the last two seasons both these clubs have been the best in their respective divisions there's no arguing that based on points per game so fine yeah and it, it's complete sort of I don't even know how to describe the SPFL now but the fact that the Kelty and Broner are set to play tomorrow they're spending thousands of pounds on testing, on wages. They could still have their players on furlough if, if nothing was going to happen. They could still have their players on furlough. Uh, they're spending on testing, they're spending on training, they'll be spending money on facilities. And they still don't know if these games are, one, going ahead, or two, if they do, if they're actually going to mean anything. Are they playing Broder for a laugh? Or are they playing Broder for the chance to get to play Club 42? Mm. It's just complete self-serving. And the fact that the SPFL... They have far too often shown contempt for the non-league sides. They don't care. The the fact that it's such a bottleneck and these clubs don't even have enough chance to get in shows that they don't really care. But the fact that the one way that they do have a route to get in and the fact that Brecon have consistently been the worst team in the SPFL over the last two seasons and these two have been the best from the two non-league sides and we're still in a situation where we might not be pushing forward with this. And Brecon's resolution is to go with Colts and reconstruct the league so they, they don't want to deny uh, Broder and Kelty getting in they don't want to do that so they want to reconstruct Yeah. so they're, they're good enough clubs to be in the SPFL but they're not good enough clubs to relegate yeah, that's shocking it, it, honestly, it sums up that other teams teams that you mentioned points per games there that's why Kelty and so have won the league after so many games teams like Bonnie Rigg teams like that East Kilbride I think they are totally in favour of giving the lone league teams a chance because like even though it's their rivals teams that they really like have been fighting against for years to try and get promotion they would still rather see them go up than Brecon stay like it's just other well, SPFL clubs don't want Brecon there like, it's absolutely embarrassing that they just they can't let go they might win the playoff like they've just got to yeah. prove that they're the better team as you should it's football yeah I think they're scared because obviously ah. they won't I mean I, I'm I'm very confident that both Kelty and Broder would uh, yes. would slap Hammer them, them basically. Hammer. You look at what Cove uh, done to Berwick, like an institution yeah. the SPFL team, and Berwick got slapped off the pitch. I think it was seven yeah, exactly. aggregate, five 0 in the first leg. Awful. And like, like you said, Berwick have really struggled, but they're eating their medicine, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you're yeah. you're and right. They're just and, fighting back up. That's that's what they should be doing. Yeah, and you're right in the sense that uh, clubs in the lone league or the higher league, I'm sure. Just want because they want the leagues to mean something. They don't want to be devalued. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's no champion or no sort of chance of progression for two seasons from the Lone League, then what have they been, what have we been doing? Like what have we been playing for? Yeah. Why have we spent money? Why have we put ourselves through one of the hardest times financially just to because mm-hmm. it was it was costing clubs money to put games on last That's season. Why even bother turning No out. fans in the door, you're paying referee fees, you're paying mm-hmm. players' wages, you've got to make sure you've got all the correct facilities and yeah. streaming uh, and stuff like that for the fans. Exactly. All costs it's money. Not, Might not it's make not a cheap, profit, you know. Yeah. And uh, but we, they did it because of the well for the fans to give them something to get them through this time and for the sporting integrity of the league to have this chance of progression the fact that that's that it's still a possibility when the game is tomorrow is disgusting and Ridiculous. I mean Scottish football is full of drama but this, this stuff that really really gets your blood boiling yeah. um, so fuck the Super League and fuck this whole situation as well <laughs> It's good that teams though are being called out and they're just being pure cowards. It is good because again, this is just fan power. Like the lonely teams and other SPFL clubs just need to put pressure on Brecon because it's just absolutely embarrassing. If they stay up, I would love to see them next season get pumped fifteen 0 in the playoffs and rightfully relegated. Because like I don't want to see teams relegated from the SPFL. I've made this argument before. It's not about like kicking out this dead wood. They still deserve a chance to be there too. Like reconstruction would be better without the Colt teams. But if it's not there. The SPFL done this so it wouldn't be like a complete over for like so like twenty teams couldn't come up at once. So it's just one tiny playoff place, and they're not even willing to play the game. Like, <sighs> makes my blood boil. Grow up, grow up. Well said. Uh, sorry, Jack and Strin for um, listening to no, that no, rant. Absolutely, that was that was lovely. Enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll uh, just jump in, jump in, match. I think it's fuck. You fuck go for it. The city, your shit. Just, <laughs> yeah. just grow up and accept defeat. Jack, what do you think about Scottish playoffs? In the championship, perhaps uh, they should be cancelled in light of the Super League. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that we, it's been a tough time for all the football, and relegation just shouldn't oh, yeah. be a thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, 
I don't need to worry about that because tomorrow at five o'clock, Playoffs, what are those? It doesn't matter because the most valuable player in the Scottish Premiership, the MVP, if Kilmarnock stay up, should be Kyle Lafferty. He has been he's been revolutionary for this Kilmarnock side. I mean if you look back to Tommy Wright's first game in charge, we were just rubbish under Alex Dyer. We should have sacked him early, and I think that's very apparent to see, considering the upturn in form and performances since Tommy Wright came in. But in that first game, we lost to Motherwell, but we I think we made 40 crosses into the box in that game, and just nobody was capable of attacking them or navigating the space to make sure that we would at least get a shot on goal. Like It was pretty embarrassing, really. Um, and then Motherwell hits on the counter. We were the better team. We lost the game whatever Kyle Lafferty is a man who will get on the end of crosses he's a man who knows how to make space in the box he's a, no, he's a man who can actually finish unlike the other Kilmarnock strikers who have let us down for the majority of the I mean let us down but not like we created loads but it will take chances and I mean 10 goals in your last 6 games is ridiculous for anyone like I don't care who you're playing I know that that's a hat-trick against Stenhouse-Muir and I know one of those goals came against Montrose in the Scottish Cup, but you've still got to do them, you've still got to be there. Yeah, exactly. And he's scoring them again, and I know we're not playing the highest calibre of opposition at the moment in the Premiership either because of the split or the way our fixtures worked, but Kyle Lafferty has completely changed the outlook of this Kilmarnock side, and the good thing is he's making very positive noises about wanting to stay at Kelly because we all know he's been a journeyman and he's been all over the place he's a, quite a volatile character uh, but his family's very close to Kelly um, so his he said on um, on Wednesday night after Wednesday night? Wednesday night after Kelly's 3 uh, 0 win over Dundee United in which he got a first half hat trick I think all the goals came within 12 minutes um, he said that once Kelly are safe he'll be uh, sitting down for talks with Kelly about extending his contract which is absolutely gorgeous to hear because um, he turns 34 in September but he's still just a very, very well clearly a very very competent striker for Scottish football and it just gives come on at a bit of edge we were so like soft and blunt and there was just nothing inspiring about this team and you just know that if he gets a little half chance something could happen his link up plays great as well um, still a tough character still I think there was a rash challenge on a Wednesday night that some fans are saying that he could could be lucky to stay on the pitch for. I know that happened against Rose County as well with a swinging arm. But if he stays on the pitch, he scores goals, and that's that's what I care about. So it's good if, that he's got that edge, though. That's what that's well, why listen, Hearts fans loved him. It wasn't just the goal scoring; he was the best goal scorer for Hearts since John Robertson. But it's also that he just had that edge. He, he threw himself about. He really cared about the club. Also, it was about a stinger when he left for Rangers, but it was understandable. He's just a like a, a fantastic footballer. And if he stays at Kelly, that is. Unbelievable! Like that's that, one of the best coups going. Like these days, that edge is something Kelly need just now as well. Exactly. Like, obviously, they're not in the best of positions just now. They're getting themselves out of that position, but that edge is something that's been massive for them and mm-hmm. away from his goal scoring exploits, which have been invaluable in themselves. Just having that sort of character leading your line in a very, very kind of tough end to the season, it's going to be massive. Yeah, and it has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. There's still there's both three games to go. Kelly are now in the driver's seat to stay up because County and Aki's are still to play each other, so one one of them or both of them will still drop points. Um, and Motherwell are now safe, which is a good thing for Kelly, I guess, because they won't be as motivated. The thing is, though, Kelly are still in the Scottish Cup, so in your quarter final at home to St Mirren, which is a great chance for Kelly. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that fatigue or injuries doesn't uh, kick in, but I think that there's absolutely no two ways about it. If you look back on this season and Kelly extend their 28 year stay in the Scottish Premiership um, or the Scottish top flight then you've got one man to thank and that's Kyle Lafferty MVP perhaps not, of the perhaps not player of the season but would he go down a <laughs> signing of the season do you think if well, Kelly do stay up so. or, yeah, BBC Scotland did, did an article about that and I think so I mean David Turnbull's a shout for signing of the season but what has it mattered like yeah. Yeah, st- they've lost the title race in the finished second like he's been good but we all knew De- David Turnbull was good so yeah. um, I'm trying to think who else they mentioned in that article but I don't really think there's... I can't think of anyone to like, be honest the Rangers team Kevin Nisbet sure any... I guess is his new signing we forget that oh, don't we so yeah, Kevin yeah, Nisbet yeah, that's a shout um, that's fair yeah maybe Kevin Nisbet but 
you know, Hibs are a good side and Aberdeen are pretty rotten, so I'd like would <laughs> would Hibs have got there anyway with just that Deutsch guy? Mm, maybe. Never. Maybe. Um but I I think Kyle Laff and Kyle Laffitt would be the MVP of the Scottish Premiership season. Um I know um, it was basically going to be like the man that saved our club from relegation realistically because a lot of people have talked about Ross Callaghan if Aki's were to stay up and the fact that they look more convincing in terms of going down than they were <laughs> surviving now uh, aye it'd probably, probably have to be I, I'd probably give it a laugh I'd to be fair definitely think... w- wouldn't include him in player of the season because I'm a big advocate for the fact that you need to play the whole season <laughs> or at least Who the club from that? the start of the season <laughs> <laughs> but I think had he, had he come in the summer and been doing this year round, then sure, yeah. I think if I'm if I'm taking bias aside, I think Alex Gogic probably should also be considered in there. I don't think yeah, it's been pretty solid. Really, he's gotten enough of the praise. I think he's been fantastic. I think his name should be there, but I don't think he'd win. I think, I don't think he'd win. But his name would be in the short list. Probably yeah. Hibs third best central midfielder now. He's still alright. Irvin and Newell. Irvin and important. Season, I think it's important at the start of the season, especially. Yeah, straight yeah. off the bat. I think Hibs yeah. have missed. I mean, Mark Milligan, um, Vela. We all remember Josh Vela. Oh, that is. Oh. I'm a Hearts fan, and he annoyed me. Like he oh, pissed me off. Like he just he he tried shy away from the ball. And he was like, like this hard knuckled like centre defensive midfielder. Oh, his name should never be uttered again on this podcast. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, to be, fair. to be fair. I still don't know to this day if it's pronounced Vela or Vila. I went with Vila. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really think. Um, yeah, I think possibly going from those two to Gogic possibly does make Gogic look a little bit better than he is, but I think he's been very solid this season. And right at the start of the season when he got I think it was when he was supposed to go away with Cyprus, um I can't remember if there was COVID or something, and he missed a few games, and it was just apparent straight away, you know, yeah. how important he became to the team so quickly. Mm-hmm. Very fair, very fair. Uh, Struan, I'm going to jump onto you. We're speaking about the hard men of Scottish football, um, but this hard man English football is kind of flaking away a wee bit. Yeah, Jose Mourinho has um, has been has been sacked again from Tottenham. I'm not actually sure what what they shout here. Maybe maybe I could just say um, he's finished. He, he should maybe go to Celtic. <laughs> he's finished. He should go to Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> finished in England anyway. I think. It had an, Please, it's just like that. Terrible. It'd be so funny. I'd, I think he I think he'd be lucky to get a, a big job like Celtic. To be honest, I don't think I don't, I don't think he's going to go back to an English team anytime soon. I think his United career was pretty terrible by his standards his Tottenham career was absolutely horrific I think when we look back on that and then other than that I'm not sure where he'd go abroad but something like the Portuguese job would be quite interesting if he was to go into international management because their squad is incredible but yeah it just this this just went under the radar obviously because it happened on Monday which was right in the middle of the, uh, of the European as Super well. League yeah and there was all sorts of rumours flying about that Jose Mourinho had, had gone against the European Super League and he was sacked because of it, even though that wasn't the reason at all, apparently. And he, he also apparently stayed around uh, after he'd been sacked in training to, to tell the players what he really thought. And I still can't decide if I respect that or if, if I think that's just bang out to just sort of lay in all of his players. Because the one thing I always hate about Jose Mourinho is the way he throws players under the bus. You know, I, I think that's oh, horrendous. Yeah. I, I hate it when managers do that, I really do, so... Yeah, apparently he'd fallen out with most of the dressing room as he often does, and yeah, Josie's Josie's done in England again. I don't know where Spurs will go from here because obviously they can't go into the Super League anymore. So, and I, I think I think Josie'd be lucky to go to Celtic. You know, I think it's a massive club. It's a good chance of success. And I don't know. I still think that guy with Josie Mourinho's track record. I I, I don't think the Celtic is going to happen for financial reasons. The I don't ball think is horrendous. Could, of course, high financial money. Yeah, yeah, fan, yeah. yeah. It's it's like a fantasy sort of. He's going to end up at Bayern somehow. He's going to end up with a Bayern job somehow. I reckon Juve's a shout if Pirlo gets sacked. Yeah, do you know, I read, there's an athletic article, I'm sorry, I can't remember who read it, but it basically detailed like jobs Mourinho could go for. And uh, Juve, uh, I thought was an interesting one. I think yeah. Real Madrid was a really interesting one. The idea was like Zidane's Ooh. left once before in the middle of success, so he could win loads this year, leave. And then Perez, as we've already discussed, is just unhinged. So why would he not yeah. bring back Mourinho? I think that's a really good shout. So and Zidane could go to Juventus and that's horrible, sort of dominant. Exactly. Yeah, good shout, Struan. Yeah, but Perez has probably forgot about that by now. Yeah, he's a bamboo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mourinho will go anywhere. <laughs> doesn't he care? Doesn't he care? That's the best way to describe him. 
the figure was like 50 million he's made in getting sacked alone you know like even he almost just doesn't care like he lived in a hotel his entire Man United career that was two and a half years I believe like mm-hmm. he knows himself he's not sticking around more than was it three years is his, his longest stay uh, you have three year syndrome uh, ridiculous boy doesn't care I respect and right him. before I, th- I think the reason he got sacked um, or at least one of them I've, I've maybe got my conspiracy hat on here is the, ver- the I think the most controversial thing was that Tottenham have a cup final at the weekend I mean it's, it's the Diddy Cup of England really the Carabao Cup against Man City and I think if Tottenham had won that they wouldn't have been able to sack him because he had the trophy <laughs> so I think they were a little bit scared because I think Man City will win that I don't think Tottenham are good enough but yeah. on the off chance that Tottenham were to win that and they were wanting to sack him I think they'd be in a real struggle to actually yeah. still do it after he's brought them they, or potentially they brought them the trophy in 12 years I reckon they I could have done it like end the season but you thinking maybe like they'd be scared they'd just plumb it in the league and not even get I suppose they yeah, get European football if, for if that they win the, if they win the Carabao Cup and don't make top four I think that's probably quite a bad season as much mm. as it is winning a trophy I think when you look under Pochettino they were competing for the title Champions League final they were regularly yeah. in the top four now to be satisfied with just the Carabao Cup and top yeah. four I think they've well, progressed in that I think we've <laughs> learned this week Daniel Levy doesn't care about trophies he wants money so he wants top four over a cup one for the yeah. first time in about ten years or whatever isn't it so yeah I think you're bang on Stru there was also another conspiracy going around that with Hansi Flick leaving Bayern Munich Tottenham want to get in in front of the queue to get Nagelsmann from uh, RB Leipzig but I, why would I they? don't know if Nagelsmann I don't no, think he'd take Tottenham I think if you can go to Bayern Over Munich which Bayern. is Nagelsmann's boyhood club I don't know why he would go to Tottenham you know I think I, th- I genuinely think the only appealing thing about Tottenham at the moment is Harry Kane and he wants to leave so <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was what he said wasn't it that's what the Athletic reported that if they don't get yeah. Champions League next season Harry Kane is going to try and leave but I, I, I think, think he should go because I think he's shot himself in the foot prices himself out yeah, th- he's, he's contracted to 2024. And at the time, signing a six-year deal in 2018 kind of made sense because Tottenham were really good under Pochettino, They playing good football. They had a yeah, lot of youngsters. And then it just went terribly. And I, th- I think it's like 150 million he's getting quoted for. And obviously in the market, nobody has that kind of money. No. I also I mean, think He's the best Kane... striker in the Premier League, in my opinion. I, I just can't see him going anywhere. I think Kane's just too loyal. Like, he just... Like, he was apparently... He was reported to be the one that was, like, with Mourinho till the end. Like, didn't sort of stab him in the back, didn't turn against him. And I think that says a lot. Like, he he is a very, very, very loyal person. Whatever you think of Harry Kane, like, he's an excellent footballer and a, and a good guy. And uh, I just don't know if he'd turn... I don't know if he'd be, like, a bit of an Alan Shearer. Like, he'll go for goal records and take that as a trophy, basically. If he, if he, if England were to go and win the Euros or something like that, I think that would be big for him because then it would be an international trophy. But yeah, it's strip, 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 Sorry, but I was no, lost my point. Right, I'm back. Um, I think what what will probably be unfortunate for Harry Kane is history. You know, in ten years' time, to the people who didn't watch him play, it would oh, he was just a good goal scorer. We never won anything, did he? You know, yeah, he scored a lot of goals. We never won anything. You know, I think that's probably what could be happening to Harry Kane. Obviously, we've seen him before. He is one of the best strikers in Premier League history, and he's still only twenty seven. And he probably will break Shearer's record if he can stay fit. But it's, um, as for trophies, I've got no idea what's happening with Tottenham. It'd be a shame as well if he's remembered like that because he's not just like a good goal scorer. He genuinely is an all-round fantastic world-class I, player. Seen that the break England's that um, yeah, he's a top assister in the league as well this season and scored. Ah, that's like, what I mean. Like he's, he's outside. It's like he's the closest thing we've got to like a Thierry Henry in terms of like stats, just goals and assists, like just outstanding. Ah, he's everything. also the captain of England, and I think he'll break Rooney's record for England pretty easily, to be honest. Probably, so, like, yeah. You could have all these like individual records, and then like not even a league cup to show for it. Which ah, I think is so unfortunate. That's football. Because you look, yeah, you look at somebody like Van Persie, for example, who was really good at Arsenal, but then you know he realised I wasn't going to get anything. He moved to Man United, and then mm-hmm. won the Premier League, and even like Berbatov as well the season before that. Raheem Sterling leaving Liverpool at the time to Man City for his career. I mean, now Liverpool obviously won the Champions League, so there's possibly regret there. But That's it. At the time, he won loads with Man City. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one, Mike. Funny you guys are talking about this because uh, Jose Mourinho's just released a statement oh. um, which just says, Grow up, Brecon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, and I've not always thought uh, the most of Jose Mourinho, but the fact he's taking a stand against the biggest issue in football right now. Um, 
is really big for Speaking him. Volumes, so, so, so credit to credit to him, and hopefully um, that that's a, that's an in, that shows that he wants to be in Scottish football next season at Celtic. So we can't wait for that. You'd be going there. I was on my phone already looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first player he tries to bring in? I'm I'm going with Fellaini. Matic. Oh Matic. Uh, Matic is Matic, 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 Matic back to Chelsea then took him to United. Mm-hmm. Eric Dyer. <laughs> What's David Luiz's contract situation? Could Tierney convince him that Celtic is the place to go? Probably not, no. Tierney police need to take a Celtic just now and just go, nah. <laughs> I think everyone will think that. Um, well, there was panic around football when they found out that the European Super League was in motion, um, but that's nothing compared to the panic I felt when Cameron said it wasn't his week on see it out because I did not have anything ready. Um, so what I've done is very <laughs> quickly and shoddily put together this list. Um, and what I am looking for, gentlemen, on this see it out is for any player who has scored seven or more goals in the Scottish Premiership this season, or anyone who has assisted four or more goals in the Scottish Premiership this season. So seven or more for goals, four or more for assists. Who's been getting involved in the goal involvements in the Scottish Premiership this season? I am going to go Struan Jack Cameron. So, seven Can goals, I... four assists, Scottish Premiership. Yes. Okay. Do you have to specify how many assists was it, sorry? Four plus assists, seven plus goals. No, you can just give me a name. Do, do they have to have both, or is it like so? No, if they're on Sweet. either of these lists, I am giving you the point. Doesn't work like that, it's not a point, you're staying the game. No, you can't say the same pair twice. Cool. Okay. Okay. Who would like to? Oh, I, wait, I first, told you well, you're the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start off with uh, Martin Boyle. Martin Boyle is correct. He has twelve goals and six assists. I'm going to bring him back Fair from last season. week because he did me over in the big quiz again, and that's Kevin Nisbet. Kevin Nisbet is surprisingly low on the assists, only two, but he has fourteen goals. He's his second <laughs> I thought you were counting for assists or whatever swing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll go uh, Morelos Alfredo um, on assists it's just a three on goals 11 fantastic I'll go for the um, I think he's still the top scorer in uh, Odson Edward Odson Edward is in on both accounts showing that he's so much better than Alfredo Morelos he's got four assists <laughs> and 16 goals come at me Graham and Taylor actually just Taylor Graham's sensible well, you've just mentioned Taylor, and he keeps banging on about this man to Jamie McIntosh specifically. Hadji. Yanis. Yanis. Hmm. Top assistant, right? Yeah, he is. Six goals, so he wouldn't have got you in goals. No, but we're not doing that, though, so that's fine. No, I'm just letting you know, though. <laughs> Um, uh, come me. Uh, I'm gonna appeal to you, Sean, and say Chris Burke. Chris Burke scored the goals. He's got eight of them. Lovely. I'll I'll appeal to our our Rangers friends and go with James Tavenier, who I think should be on both lists. He is, of course, on both lists. He must have been very quick. Maths would say that he is the top joint one with eleven goals and nine assists. It's like the top GA. Top GA. Top GA. Yeah. Gah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's think. Uh, Ryan Christie there for assists, surely. He's got eight of them. Nice. Um, I'll stick old form. I'll say Borna Barisic. Borna, 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 Borna Barisic. Five assists. I'll go with Mr. Ryan Kent. Nine goals, seven assists. Uh, oh, I mentioned him earlier for um, an an earlier MVP shout. Ross Callahan. Ross Callahan. Let me just check. 
forgot to go over pages, but I'm pretty sure he has eight goals, three assists, so he's there. Nice. Um, Nicky Clark. Eight goals as well, one assist. Kamar Roof, I think. Kamar Roof, I'll have to jump back a page to find him. But I have found him, he has 10 goals, the assist. See the delays? They, oh, they give me the fear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just because I don't have all in front of me. Because it was a shit show. Jack? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go based off of the last time I was on and kind of trying to remember who was top scorer for each club. Uh, Jamie McGrath. Mm, I was thinking that. Where are you, Cameron? I was. Where are you sure. thinking, Jamie McGrath? Was. He just makes it in with seven goals, one assist. Nice. Come um, on, let's get it going. Lewis Ferguson. Um, Well, like, I think so. Where's he gone? <laughs> Sorry, this is not good audio. Where are you? <laughs> Goals. <laughs> Goals. Okay, that's... Surely he's there. Goals. <laughs> oh, there he is, found him. <laughs> Got nine goals. Oh, that's really as a silly see it, isn't it? Yeah. God damn. Is it me now? God damn. Yes, Strin, it's you. Um, I'll go for another player we mentioned earlier in the show, in uh, David Turnbull. I think so, but it might take me a while to find them again. Nah, seven and five, he's in them both. Uh, I don't think anybody said him. He's kind of picked up, and he's kind of popped up recently. We'll see it then. Just... Uh, El Oh, I was going to sing the song that I can't sing on a podcast. Oops. He's in on both 10 and 4. Oh, cool. Uh, so I've made a fatal mistake of going on my phone because Sean was taking the song and I didn't hear the last two. Um, so I'm going to say. That I bored you. <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I feel stupid to say that. Um, Alright, I might go here. Uh, Devante Cole. No, no one said that. Good, good. I know the last one was El Unice, but I've no idea who Strun said. Eagles. Yay. Three assists. I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm... I'm going to hope that he's at least done something. Tony Watt? Speaking of Devante Cole, his partner. Tony Watt. Hmm. I am very intrigued by that shout. Tony Watt has just three goals. In the Scottish oh. Premiership. But he's got five assists! Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to house that one. <laughs> My answer for this, this round, this, uh, it is a go for Joe, Mr. Joe Aribo. 7 and 4, he's in. He's just done a both counts in bloody hell. Yeah. Um. I'll go down the route that'll please Amy Cannabin. and I'll say Greg Taylor. Hmm, Greg Taylor. I have a feeling he'll have a few assists. Do you think? I think. Do you uh, surely think? has four. Not a goal, five assists. Ah, good. Good, good, good. That was a risky one. Ooh. I'm running short. I, I, think, like. I feel like he, this guy was said in the very first round of three, but I'm going to I'm gonna take a risk. Um... Callum McGregor? Nobody said Callum McGregor with his seven assists, you bunch of dafties. Oh. Sorry. I'm just thinking there can't be many goal scorers left. Mm-hmm. Are you are you able to give us like what numbers are left on each? Or let him I am able to, but I don't want to. Oh well that's okay. Oh that's rude. Nick Clark get mentioned, so let me go for my friend Lawrence Shankland. He's not your friend, he has seven goals though. Just the assist. Don't, did I not say Lon Shankland? I thought I said Lon Shankland. You don't mean that to say Lon Shankland. Also forgot. 
You said Clark. I remember you said, I said Clark. Clark. Ah, and then I thought Shank went to it, but I thought I said the next round, but obviously I didn't. I oh, right, picked okay. else. Just be being daft. Um, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really running at people here. Um, this is a ridiculous one. Watch this. He'll not even be on the goals. I bet you about 50 quid. If he's not on the goals, he'll be on the assists. Because he can't hit a barn door. I'm going to say Stevie May. Because who else gets goals or assists for Shane Johnston, let's be honest. <laughs> he has to be on one of the lists. He has to be. I thought you were going to say Ryan Christie again there. <laughs> <laughs> Just the five goals, Cameron. Oh. Four assists, so he just <laughs> makes it in. Oh, he's, he's done that, then. Oh, shit, who's that one? Ah, no, I'm done. I can't even think of other players. Strewn. My thinking here is this person, like, He's one of these ones who always just seems to pop up randomly with goals, but I'm not sure if he's at least gotten seven. But I, I, I can't think of any. I'm going to go Scott Arfield. Mm. Right, that's a good shot. Right, that's a good mm. shot. I still don't know if he's got seven yet, though. Maybe as a Just the four goals, strength. Five assists! Oh, See these pauses? <laughs> uh, he's, he's good. He's, he's good at building tension, isn't he? It's no bad. Ah. Uh... I'm trying to think. That's most of the kind of heavy hitters away now. Mm-hmm. At... I don't think there'll be any fairly old firm left. I have to say. No. I don't think there's any. I think you're great. Oh, oh, on, I have one in mind from an old firm. We've oh, not on, touched on anyone from Livingston. Ah, I'm thinking similar. I'm thinking similar. <laughs> no, stop it. We gotta go on it on it on. Together we can make it. What did you just say about singing Are we the podcast? copyrighted? <laughs> if we get copyrighted on singing, come on, Livingston. We deserve it. Uh, say your name. Jason Holt. Yes. Hey. Uh, I think I'm just going to chuck all of them out as well, but I can't decide on who because they have quite a few players that could be on the list. I'm thinking, I'm not saying this name, but I'm thinking of a few. I'm thinking between the Jet. Uh, Josh Mullen or Scott Pittman, maybe Alton Forrest. Uh, which one I'm sure to have be on that list? Alan Forrest, I think, kind of fell away. Jets definitely not scored enough goals, doesn't get enough assists. Between Pittman or Josh Mullen, Mullen plays further forward on the wing. Oh, I have even four assists or goals. He's not got seven goals. Oh, f- right, I- I'm probably out. Josh Mullen. You'll be out. <sighs> Stu versus Jack. Oh. Hello, Stu. Right. No, I, I said just before Jack went that I have an old firm in mind. Uh-huh. And, right, I'm basing this off the purple patch that they had. Uh-huh. It's, it's Tom Rogic, I'm hoping, like I'm going to say, but the purple patch when Celtic beat Aberdeen in the cup and he sort of came back because he was nearly going to go away. I think it was really close to his oh, transfer. He and then he came back for a few games and I think he like tore it up. I don't think he would have gotten at least seven goals. I'm hoping for four assists. That was a long explanation for an answer. That is correct. I'm also trying to think of my next answer. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> How many are left, like in both games? I don't know. I don't know. It's all about fun. Oh, um, I'm looking up now, and there's not oh. many left. Um, I'm gonna say a name that might appease Sean because okay. I think he got a lot of stick off of a couple of people in our group chat, but then he started. Playing more consistently and started getting a couple of, of assists. I'm gonna go Mitch Panic. Hmm. That is an interesting answer, Jack Donnelly. Interesting, good, yeah. interesting, bad. Interesting in the sense that it's wrong. Strewn. Can, can I just wait? Can I just say something? What? Where did you get the stats from, Sean? Whoscored.com Fine, I'll, I'll take that because I'm looking up ones now and Josh Mullen has four assists on BBC but if you're going for there I can't really fault you Tough shit Yeah, I'll, I'll trust who scored over BBC so that's fine String Garvey winner String Garvey winner and a, a Scottish football one Do you know what? I own, I'm pretty sure I just about only said old firm players Yeah, you're a horrible, <laughs> horrible <laughs> bastard Horrible, horrible man <laughs> I don't think, I think, I think He's a king um, helper in this show <laughs> Ooh, what was the only person I said that wasn't an old firm, honestly? Wait. Oh, I, I wonder who he used to play for. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Just yeah. a wee, I'll chuck this out there. Does anyone know? Because of my tiebreaker, so I thought we might go there. 
uh, was going to be, does anyone know the most deadly combination in the Premiership this season? Goal scorer to a sister. Uh, Tav and Barisic. No. <laughs> Goal scorer and a sister? Aye, Boylan this bit. Seems One right. is Rangers. Fredo. There's two. And yep. oh, so like the best GA do you mean? Sorry. Yeah, Morelos to Kent well, is one, and the is sorry, one, no? Kent to Morelos is the most, Kent and then the other one is Motherwell. Uh, oh, was it Helton? What to call? What to call? What to call? Also, wow. it's happened three. Th- three's oh. the highest. It's not that exciting. Oh, but, um, yeah. Fair enough. So well done, Strun. Congratulations. Tell me the time, Cameron, since uh, we'll, we'll break the fourth wall, wall and say that you're. Uh, Post, are you on recording duties? What time are we on? Uh, an hour. Oh, well, we better hurry up because you know what, how I feel about long shows. I can cut, so, I'll cut quick. I'll cut in between. Okay. Add to be fair, we've got a couple okay. of minutes we need to cut in the start of the member, yes. so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you mean? We don't make mistakes, shut Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, um, sorry. So, wrap up with Game of the Week. There's four Scottish Cup quarterfinals. There's things to be played for up and down the football world. Where are people going? Let's go to Cameron since he was first out. Uh, a wee bit. Are we cheering up? Leon Leo. French title race. Exciting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like are Leon still in that? Leon are just only three points behind Leo. Yep. It's four oh, teams. Monaco as well oh, are well oh, in this. Leo and PSG have been jumped. Like, Monaco, Monaco and Leon. Came back into it, haven't they? At Monaco are two points behind. Leo are on 70. PSG 69. Yeah, Monaco 68. Leon 67. Five games to go. As Fabregas title, please. Oh, beautiful. I'd like that. Well, you might be excited about the league uh, title race. <laughs> the league what? Uh, <laughs> you're right. Right. I'm, I'm, okay, bro. I'm sorry, I stubbed my toe. Um, <laughs> you may be excited about that one, but I'm excited about the league one title race mm-hmm. in the Scot in the SPFL. I was say Scottish Premiership. That doesn't work, does it? The SPFL and this weekend. Second take on third, Falkirk versus Cove Rangers. Partick Thistle have went on the run at the exact right time this season. They've taken yeah. the lead. Falkirk have fallen apart, sacked their co-managers, which I don't know if you sit them down together. Do you have individual conversations? What do you do? I don't know. It sounds tough. Uh, Gary Holt's there for the end of the season. Cove have been kind of just off Falkirk's pace. Now Falkirk are slipping. Can Cove take advantage? It's the best title race in the world. It's the best... It's the most entertaining, exciting league in the world at the moment. SBFL League One. I'm heading um, there for my game of the week, and I'm said there and not the ground because I don't actually know who's at home. So I do love the shout though. That was another one of mine. Sean, would you have said that if Falkirk weren't in a bad place just now? Oh, it's so pleased because of your contempt towards Falkirk. <laughs> oh, that's part of it. If they bottle this again, and they have to spend another season of League One when they think they're an actual big club. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a bit excited. I'm going to my toe again. I'll allow you, though. Um, so, Stuart, are you going to League uh, or 1 or what? Yeah, do you know, I, I had Leon Lille in my mind as well, but I'll, I'll, I'll say something to be different. I'll go with Wolfsburg versus Dortmund in, nice. the, in Graham's favourite league, the Bundesliga, in a, in a very important battle for their top four places, especially now that Jaden Sancho has returned to Dortmund. Very good. Can Dortmund get... Dortmund not way off the pace, though? No, no, no. In terms of uh, four, they're currently in fifth, and they're only four points away from Frankfurt. Oh, it's only four. So it's only Frankfurt are in fourth on fifty sixth, and Dortmund are fifth with fifty two, and Wolfsburg are on fifty seven. So if they beat Wolfsburg, oh. they move within two points of Wolfsburg. We'd imagine Wolfsburg would guarantee Champions League qualification with a win. So there yeah, is stuff riding on that. I like that picture, and I very much do. Mm. Let's go to JD. What are you saying? Ah, uh, I mean. Well, we do have to pick one, don't we? Like, we do, we do have to pick this. Yeah, you have to say and vote. I do have to say. Oh, that's fun. Go for it. Don't like I mean, I could, I could say West Ham versus Chelsea as a don't. London derby with both teams. Absolutely not. Important <laughs> I'm not. But I'm not going to say that, am I? I'm just making point of that actually has importance now that Chelsea want to play in the Champions League and Premier League again. That's true. Uh, Bastards. <laughs> I, I like, I like Leo Leon. I'll, I'll, I feel yeah. like French League has a bit, been a bit kind of What's it called? This season, League on. Oh. I don't uh, think I have enough passion in that pronunciation, but whatever. It's, fr- it's Friday, mate. I've had a long week. Just, just, just allow me that, please. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like French uh, League on's been a bit slept on this season, uh, and it's really, really hot up with 
was that five games to go and it's really all to play for between yeah. first and fourth so excited to see how that ends up well anybody but PSG am I right yes absolutely PSG are the good guys. You never tried the Super League. More PSG. Yeah, but that doesn't. No, but that doesn't mean in their own league. Dude, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Not in their own league. Let's not get. Into that. <laughs> <laughs> get into I just ordered a big team found. Big team found. Sean McGill's a PSG fan. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. I'm just glad I won Game of the Week and not see it out because I think that's a bigger price to be honest. You, uh, no worries. Can you can have that assist? That's Thank you. I just take away my one achievement. Of the week. <laughs> that, that, that's the win we have. We that's go. the win we have from today. Cam, we pick game of the week. There we we done go. it, mate. We done it. Sean gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so much to my dismay because I'm SPFL League One loyal. Uh, the energy extra time game of the week is who's first? Who's first? It's I've deleted it. I guess Leon at home. I guess Leon at home. I could be wrong. Leon Leal. Leon at home. Leon, there you go. The time game of the week is Leon versus Leal and League. Uh! <laughs> Hope everyone enjoys that one. Um, that was just a fucking shout. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> next time. Hopefully next time I want to. Po- My mum's gonna wonder what's wrong. Um, <laughs> next time I'm on a podcast, Kilmarnock could be heading to Hamden, and will we? Probably not. But that's still a possibility that I have at my heart. So. Fingers crossed, trips. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed us talking absolute rubbish. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at ENRG Extra Time. Uh, check out Energy Sport in general. There's loads of good stuff going on. Isn't there, Jack? We're massive, mate. We are, we are massive. We're massive. Four, four games the... tomorrow again. Do we really? Yeah, Cal- Callum getting at Hibs and uh, Jake's, <laughs> Jake's at Pars. Jamie's at Hearts and I'm at Air. That is smashing. Lovely. Look That's at smashing. that. We're absolutely huge, boys. Do we break um, a record this weekend? It's doable, but it's going to take a fair shift. Oh, we need to break a record Ooh. by the end of the season. What's the record Ooh. right now? And, oh, no, we'll get it for the end of the season. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely confident of that. What is the record? Five? What? what? Ten. Okay. Oh, no, not that record. No, I'm oh, talking yeah. about oh. the actual view, yeah. viewership. Oh, sorry. Viewership I'm talking about... Nobody cares about an internal meeting. Shut up. Thank sorry, you very sorry. much to Jack Donnelly, <laughs> Struan Garvey, and my usual co-host Cameron Wonstall. I've been Sean McGill. We'll see you again next week. Have a smashing weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.